Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Tonga sets the standard for Pacific rugby teams in Europe, and the Fijiana look to rise up the women's sevens rankings. But first, Papua New Guinea created footballing history, scoring their first ever goal at a FIFA tournament, despite finishing winless at the Under-20 Women's World Cup in Port Moresby. After being beaten 9-0 and 6-0 in their opening two group matches against Brazil and Sweden, Nicolette Agavar ensured there was something to celebrate for the home fans, scoring 16 minutes into their 7-1 defeat against North Korea on Sunday evening. For me to score a goal in front of my home country, I was very excited and also proud of myself. Scoring a goal in this tournament, is that something you had dreamed about or had thought about? Yeah, it was my dream and also our thoughts after having, uh, having an individual meeting with us before we played uh, North Korea. She told me that uh, tomorrow will be our game, so I wanted to secure as I strive for tomorrow. And I wanted to give all your best to make sure she for one goal. And it was our aim for yesterday's game to just score one goal for our country. So when I go out there, I did all my best. How do you players feel uh, after three games? Um, you know, what's the feeling in the in the PNG team? Are you are you proud? Are you sad that it's over? Are you excited? Um, motivated? You know, what what's the feeling in the team? I'm really proud of my team, my girls. We did all our best team. So just to give up all our best. So when we qualify for FIFA Under 20, we can show everyone that Trafford we can do it too. Do you think that? Papua New Guinea hosting this tournament. Do you think that will encourage more young women, more young girls in Papua New Guinea to play football? This tournament, I think it will bring the level of football in Papua New Guinea up and also motivate some of the girls so they can play soccer too. You're also the only player in the PNG team from Bougainville. Is it, how proud are you to represent the people of Bougainville? I'm really proud of the Marcus and Bougainville. Uh, my fans out there, they are very excited about me. And I'm really proud of them. And um, my aim is to get back to my home province, Bougainville, and improve women's football in my province and as a country as a whole. So what's the next goal for you and what's the next goal for the team? As a team, that we'll keep training and we'll maintain this team and so we can play against Michelin and qualify so we can do our own team to represent our country, the people under the World Cup, for yeah, next upcoming World Cup. That's Nicolette Agiva. PNG Football CEO Dimarit Maleng says the tournament was a big learning curve for the PNG team. It comes down to experience, uh, to play at such a level. PNG didn't get to qualify as a host country. We were given the American team. And, um, I think our preparation has been not that long enough to, to go out and experience the, the, the sort of football you would expect at this level. 
but we've gained a lot in terms of uh, the overall uh, aspect of organizing the game and also uh, participating in the game. As you say, you were there as the host nation. Um, do you do you believe women's football in Papua New Guinea can, you know, use this as a springboard? Is, is there a way to capitalize on this experience? There's a lot of uh, hype and uh, talk going on, and certainly in that direction. We hope all the people who are who are making all those suggestions. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to in that sort of uh, capacity or in that area. Uh, we need other people to also come on board to assist. We'd like to use this opportunity to propel um, the code forward, especially the women and, and and our men as well. And uh, you know, obviously, the results have been pretty clinical: nine nil, six nil, and seven one. But um, uh, you know, at least in the midst of all that, um, you know, the goal from Nicolette Ageva, uh, obviously the first goal for PNG at a FIFA tournament. So whilst obviously three tough results in all, um, you know, a little bit of history in there. Yes, generally everybody has turned up as a match. You need a result anyway, but you know, scoring one goal is, uh, is probably, one goal is more important than the seven goals in, in terms of, you know, our public perception of, of the game. And everybody's gone home happy that the young women have tried out their hearts to play the last game, knowing that uh, they're not going to make any difference in the spelling of the good good matches. And uh, do you think the PNG public will get in behind the rest of the teams now as we move on to the knockout stage? The atmosphere started from the from the from the first day of competition. We have um, the city has been organised into different um, country support schemes and um, the hearts really building. Uh, we had a very emotional um, event last night with the team from Canada after they lost the last match and lose out of the group matches and um, had to go home and yeah, there was a very very emotional uh, local support team that you know turned out to make them feel you know uh, give them some comfort before they left. So. That's Papua New Guinea Football CEO Dimerit Maling. Back-to-back wins have buoyed the Tongan rugby team going into their northern tour finale against Italy this weekend. The Ikaletahi defeated Spain 28-13 in their opening match before holding on to edge the United States 20 points to 17 at the weekend. It's been a tougher time for their Pacific neighbours with Fiji thumped 58-15 by England and Samoa pipped 20 points to 16 against Georgia. Tonga coach Totoi Kefu says there's still a lot for his side to work on. From a result point of view, you know, we managed the game well, and, and we could have easily lost that game. So we managed the game well, especially in the closing stages. Although in saying that, I thought we probably should have been up by 20, 25 points at half time. You know, we... We had a try disallowed and, and we were just getting some really good roll on. And then they came back at us in the second half um, and then they played um, quite well at times. Does just winning games, irrespective of who it's against, does that make a difference? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it, it adds to the mood and the culture that you're trying to build around the team. And, and if you're winning, you're walking around training or that week with a little bit more confident and, and, you know, without being um, arrogant or anything like that, you know, we still want to keep that head of trying to get better and improve. But, yeah, look, we, you you always want to get the result, but um, there's always um, a challenge of trying to get better. You've been together, what, for, for two, three weeks-ish now. Is that getting easier? Yeah, with a lot of the players that I, I don't, um, that I've never been involved with before, 
um, and you've only seen, I suppose, from afar uh, and on TV. But you find that you're finding out new things about them. You, you find out their strengths, you know, their limitations. So, and then trying to put them together so that you get a good combination. That's the biggest challenge. But we're trying to get a little bit better every day um, in different parts of our game. And in doing so, you know, we still want to win. Uh, we want to put a team performance together at the end of the week to, to, to win. What's the biggest challenge so far? You find out players and their real strengths and weaknesses while you're on tour and when they're playing. And what you might have thought that you got from a player watching you on TV, you find out differently on tour. But in saying that, other players um, that you think you had a preconception of, um, that changes um, because you get to meet them, you get to interact with them, you get to see them up close at training and obviously on the weekend when they play. So I've been really surprised by a few players and and there's a few players that are, I think have got some enormous potential and there's probably been a few players that have, haven't hit the mark yet and I expected them to probably grow more. Maybe it just takes them more time. You go from Spain to the USA and uh, probably a decent step up again to Italy and and uh, what a week it'll be to play Italy, obviously, after you know a pretty tough night at the office against the All Blacks, and then you know one week later, uh, you know tipping over the Springboks, who you know have had a tough season, obviously, but uh, you know still nothing to uh, to shrug at there, and obviously a great performance from them. Yeah, big challenge for us. We probably we would have been better off than they did did beat the Springboks in our case. But um, look, this finishes our tour on a on a bit of a grand final, on a bit of a high note, so. Uh, definitely our biggest challenge yet, and and I think you want to play these type of games, you know, uh, no disrespect to Spain and, and USA, but you want to play the hard games every now and then, and this will be a good challenge for us, um, it'll tell us where we're at, we do have some injuries to some key players this week, so we're not too sure whether they'll they'll play or not, but, you know, the boys are going to turn up and they're going to give it their all. And have you had a chance to look at the opposition yet? I had a quick look at South Africa today uh, and, and Italy, and, and geez, Italy were very, very physical, I thought, and, and they still have um, what we've known about them is just their line their line speed in, in, in general phase play and general defence is, is quite strong, so that's something we have to look out for. But these last couple of weeks have always been about us and, and where we can improve and what we can control. So, yeah, most of the video watching has been on our team. If you look at it from a mental perspective, this is obviously your big finale, as you say, of uh, your northern tour, whereas, you know, from the Italian perspective, having played the All Blacks and the Springboks, I mean, you know, from their perspective, this is this is the lull. So um be interesting what sort of mindset both teams take into it. That's a very good point, and, and we can't control that. So all we can focus on is getting ourselves ready, getting ourselves as, as much as prepared as possible. Um, but knowing that we have to take that mentality into the game where we're going to be aggressive and take the fight to them, we're not going to sit back on our on our haunches and, and just let the game unfold in front of us. You know, we have to go and take the game to them. That's Tongan rugby coach Totoi Kefu. The Fiji women's sevens team are setting their sights much higher for the upcoming World Series campaign. The Fijiana finished eighth in each of the past two seasons and also made the quarterfinals at the Rio Olympics in August. Coach Ilias Tanivola has named an experienced group for next weekend's series opener in Dubai and says the Oceania champs in Suva earlier this month, where Fiji finished runners-up behind Australia, 
was the ideal preparation. We had uh, Australia in the last game and uh, they played pretty well. Uh, they've set the standard uh, during the series and our Olympic champions. And uh, it was good to have them uh, in our shows and uh, we sort of found ourselves where we are at the moment and sort of work on from that and uh, hopefully we can improve come uh, Dubai. How prepared do you feel for Dubai for the start of the World Series? Obviously a new squad, uh, a, a new campaign. Um, what's the sort of feeling in the camp? Yeah, it's been good so far. We've had, uh, you know, uh, most of the uh, senior players that come in, a few of the young heads come in and uh, to join the squad, and uh, it's been exciting. The energy from the new ones, uh, new girls have come in and uh, really worked hard and uh, you know, got along with the, the other girls. So I guess uh, for us, it's a matter of uh, getting in, uh, you know, getting a preparation, right? Uh, you know, we would love to have more time, but... No, it is what it is. We've just got to get on with it. And, uh, you know, so far, so good with our preparation. Uh, I, I think from looking, I can see half a dozen Olympians in the men's team that are going to Dubai. How many of your Dubai squad went to Rio? It's been, yeah, went to Rio, then coming back now for Dubai. OK, so you've got, you know, a strong core of experience in your team. As I said, we've got a few things to work on defensively and attack. And uh, the biggest thing for us was our fitness and something we've worked out. Uh, in the last two weeks. You know, this team's kind of grown together, I guess, two years on the World Series and an Olympic campaign, now into that third World Series tournament. Um, you know, um, do, do you see progression from year to year, and, and what do you think they're capable of in 2016-17? Yes, definitely. Um, there's a lot of uh, improvements uh, from the individuals and as a team, performance-wise, and we're into our third season the World Series. Uh, you know, the girls have learned a lot, and for myself as a coach, I've learned a lot how the other teams prepare and, you know, we just got to come back and, and prepare ourselves accordingly and more uh, and the resources that we've got are limited resources, but uh, the girls don't complain, they just get along with it and, uh, you know, we, so far so good. And uh, how many of that squad for Dubai will be making their World Series debut? Uh, we've got two debutants for Dubai, uh, the third is our 13th player, and we yeah, have uh, three players who are making the debut for uh, the World Series. Yeah, near to is uh, Anna Maria uh, Naimasi, Asiana Rokovesu, and uh, Andy Matiwai. And, and what's impressed you about them? They work here for the training. Uh, they've been really into it. Uh, sevens training is it's not easy. It's sort of a high-intensity training we do every day. And they've come in, and, and the response from them during training has been good. Um, the fitness level has gone up, the skill level, and just, you know, uh, just... Uh, getting among the, uh, the old heads and just getting along the training and off the field. Uh, yeah, be impressed with the attitude as well, on and off the field, and uh, yeah, we'll just take them out and see where they, where they are and hopefully they enjoy the occasion. In the last two years, you've come eighth in the World Series, you came eighth at the Olympics. What do you need to do to take that next step and, I guess, become a regular sort of semi-finalist on this World Series? Yeah, it's a good one, man. It's something we've sat down as a, as a squad and spoke about uh, at the beginning of uh, this season. Uh, just to improve a few things in our, uh, in our program. And uh, one of the things was our attitude coming into training and, you know, attitude on and off the field. And it's something I've seen the girls change, uh, you know, diet and training. Uh, it's a lot more intensive training and the girls are adapting well. And I guess for us, just a matter of getting our little things right, get our training, our diet, and, you know, trying to compete with the world's best. And, you know, and for, uh, we've finished the last two series, eight, and hopefully this time we can make, our aim is to make the top four.
And I suppose there's been so much focus on the men, and rightfully so after they won the Olympic gold medal and defended their World Series crown. But, uh, you know, now that it's an Olympic sport, uh, is there more focus, is there more, um, you know, exposure for the for the women's game that you've noticed at all? Yeah, definitely. Before we entered the Olympics, uh, the response from uh, locally and abroad, uh, you know, because they want to come in and join the program, uh, just intensified. So uh, at the moment, we're trying to get an ID done and getting competitions for women to run through, and hopefully we'll get more support from uh, around the area and, uh, you know, a step up on the, at women's rugby in Fiji. Indeed, and you've got New Zealand, France and Ireland to kick off in your pool? It doesn't get it easy, but New Zealand, uh, the former uh, series champion, and like Australia, they've set the standard for the last few years, and nothing has changed for us. We uh, look at them as uh, they're uh, leading the pack, so we've just got to, you know, change uh, it and, you know, improve. And looking at uh, France, played well in the last series, they beat us a couple of times, and and of course we've got Ireland, uh, you know, as ever, they're improving as always, and you've just got to take each game as it comes and, uh, you know, enjoy the occasion. That's Fiji women's sevens coach Elias Tanivula, and that's the World in Sport for this week from RNZ International. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.